So my talk today, and I'm, it's not a sermon, it's just a talk, is a collection of thoughts regarding some ponderings I've been having lately. And, and what I really love about God is that um, sometimes he puts an idea into my head about something that I'm thinking about, something I might see something or hear something, and, and then I'll see or hear something else, and then I'll see or hear something else, and then something else will happen, and I'll go, yeah, I think that's God talking to me. So... Um, what I'm sharing today is, is my thoughts, um, my, my reflections. Please take from it what you want and discard the rest. I'm just going to um, have a little prayer that God will just guide my words. Father God, I really do pray that, that what you've given me to share today, Lord, is from you, Father God. I ask that you will um, bless the listeners and that they might be... Um, encouraged, inspired, challenged sometimes, um, but yeah, Lord, that whatever you want to keep, you would keep, Lord, and that you would, um, yeah, blow the rest to the winds, Lord. Amen. Right, so I have been watching the mini-series of Lamers Are Up. It's on Neon, if you want to watch it. Um, I've seen the movie, I've, well, I've watched the musical, <laughs> but this is the mini-series, um, and um, in the first episode, Jean Valjean is talking to a priest who he's who's let him come in and stay the night. And he's talking about his life that he's lived for the last 19 years on a prison hulk. Um, he was he was imprisoned for 19 years for stealing a loaf of bread. And during that time, he's been badly treated. He's been abused. He's been beaten, whipped, tortured, and and basically scum of the earth. And he's telling the priest that it's really, really hard to, um, to maintain any dignity, to believe in God, and let alone practice godly acts, and to think of others kindly. And then the priest asks a simple question. Do you think that with enough love and kindness, a man can change? And that's kind of my question today. With enough love and kindness can a person find God? So when I think about love, I immediately go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through to 8. So it's, a, it's often used in weddings and things like that, and, and it's a good descriptor of what love looks like. And what I need to say here is that I know everyone knows it, but love, love is a feeling, but it's not. It's actually an action. It's a doing thing. Love is a conscious choice, a conscious effort that you have to practice every single day. So I'm going to give you the slightly paraphrased version um, of 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak with human eloquence, if I do God's work with power and faith, and if I give everything I own to the poor and even be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I have gotten nowhere. I am bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. It doesn't force itself on others. It isn't always me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. doesn't keep score of others' wrongs. It doesn't take pleasure in others' failures. Love does take pleasure in the flowering of truth it puts up with anything. Love trusts God always. Always looking for the best. Never dwelling on the past. It keeps going to the end. 
as I read this, I'm, I'm, there's voices in the back of my head that says you can replace the word love with God. Um, God never gives up. God cares more for us than about himself. God doesn't force himself on us. God doesn't fly off the handle. But actually, you can also put me, I. I never give up. I care more for others than myself. I don't force myself on others. I put up with anything. I trust God always. Always looking for the best. Love is actually mostly easy when we surround ourselves with lovable people. Love is easy when there's relationship and connection. Love is easy when beliefs and ideals are similar. But love becomes much harder when presented with those with whom we have very little in common or whose ideas, beliefs and morals are different than our own. Interestingly enough, even without him knowing what I was doing today, um, Adrian decided that on our Thursday night cell group that we would look at First Peter chapter 2. Um, the v- verse 13 onwards talks about respecting those in authority over us, i.e. the government, which for a lot of people nowadays is actually really hard. Um, there's lots of things the government um, makes decisions about that we sometimes struggle with. But, verse, but Peter says, they have been appointed by God. Um, the verse that actually stood out most for me was the first part of verse 17, showing proper respect to everyone. So I read a little descriptor for this, and it said, honour everyone. That's a broad statement, but it also makes life very simple for believers. Instead of picking and choosing who's worthy of our respect, God's will for us is to give respect to every single person. Will everyone deserve such treatment? Obviously not. But Christians are supposed to be known as people who give respect to others because of our obedience to God. Whilst respect doesn't necessarily mean love, loving someone means you respect them. So it's a no-brainer. It is really hard to love and respect people when they've got different viewpoints from us. How do we respect the person who chooses to murder their family? The one who targets groups of people because of their ethnicity? The drug addict, the abuser. The majority of people, regardless of whether or not they would have a faith, would find this difficult. And we only have to open up stuff. That tragic case of that family in Timaru. But what about the diverse gendered person? The woman who's had an abortion? The adulterer? The couple that live together and aren't married? In terms of society, these aren't illegal. But some might say it's immoral. When I was growing up, they used to put a column in the newspaper that said who had been divorced and the reason for it. Really weird thing to think about now. Many people are happily into their second and third marriages and deeply connected to God at the same time but this was once deemed to be something abnormal. One of the questions that often comes up in our home group is how do we effectively evangelise? 
bearing in mind that evangelism often was thought of as door knocking, standing on a box in the square, or just going up to random people and talking about God. Now, some people are great at this, and I, and I absolutely big ups to them. Um, and I really do think that there is still a place for that. But most of us, that just scares us, fills us with terror. For me, I strongly believe it's about relationship and connection. It's about choosing to love someone in spite of our differences. When I was young, I had quite black and white ideas about what was right and what was wrong. But now I'm not so sure. I suppose you could say that God has made me realise that it isn't up to me to judge, condemn or exclude anyone because of who they are and what they believe. Sometimes it's hard, but more and more I've come to believe that my job isn't to turn people away from their sin, but to do my best to turn people towards God. And for me, the way that I'm trying to do this is through endeavouring to show love and respect to those I come in contact with. Some people I will have a greater opportunity to do this with. Others, it will just be a smile, a polite word at the checkout, or an ignoring of the fact that they've cut in front of me in their car. So back to the original question. With enough love and kindness, can a person find God? I believe they can. I believe that we are called to be salt and light, to bring life and hope to those around us, to do our talking with our hands and our feet. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Who will you get the chance to love this week? Short and sweet, told you it was. Um, we are going to finish with a few things. Um, first off, the worship team are going to come back up. We're going to have another song and then we're going to have a video clip and then uh, we're going to break out into breakout rooms via Zoom. Um, obviously, you can communicate. Please do safely in your little bubbles. Um, no hugging and kissing unless you've done that before. Okay. Okay. <laughs>